play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes, from the top. One, two, three, What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Big Easy Bets. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. You got to pick yourself up. You, you, you got to throw, throw some combinations and, and kick him in his fucking leg. This is episode 22. On today's episode, we recap last week's bowl picks. Uh, a big week in the NFL, um, and we're making our picks for this coming week. Uh, with us back again in the studio is Justin, the Russian concussion mascaro. Glad to be back. He, uh... He made a quick escape last time. You remember that? Yeah, Sly Fox, huh? Just, just got just got up and left. Didn't say anything. So actually, uh, Justin Timberlake was at the place I was at. Oh, so that that's why he ran out. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just so happened to be there. Did you get your uh, his autograph? No, I tried to take a video, but his bodyguard yelled at me. Mm. Yeah, he must have been with that woman that uh they were reporting about. He was cheating on his wife with. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. All right, so. Big weekend for uh, Louisiana football, like I said. Tigers are going in the national championship. The Saints uh, very easily could have had a first-round bye and home field advantage, but they didn't because Aaron Rodgers is a fucking loser. And uh, Pete Carroll's a fucking moron. So we'll get into that a little bit later. But we'll quickly recap these games for you. Um, I went 7-8 and eight on the weekend. So, so what we're going to do is, as of right now, uh, the Florida and Virginia game is going on right now, so we're not going to include that in the recap. So our picks going on for next week will be uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Arizona State, Navy, Wyoming, and Utah. And Nick has Virginia, Virginia Tech, Arizona State, Navy, Wyoming, and Texas. Um, but So we'll recap our picks from last week real quick. <clears throat> I had LA Tech plus six. That was a winner. Pitt minus 11. They won by four. Pat Narduzzi, uh, you didn't get it done. UNC minus five, easiest pick of the century. Mac Brown is back. Um, Wake Forest plus three and a half. What, they win by three? Do you remember? No, what? Wake Forest lost. They lost by six. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, um, they suck. Their quarterback sucks. Um, so that's a loss. Texas A&M minus six and a half. Um, what, they win? No, did they? No, they won by three, right? Yep. Uh, USC plus two. Uh, they lost by a substantial margin due to the injury to uh, Slovis, their quarterback. He had just thrown a bomb. They went down, scored a touchdown. They did a surprise onside kick and got it down four points. And then, like, the very next play, he messes his shoulder up. And Matt Fink is uh, – I think he might be retarded. But uh, Air Force minus three, Penn State minus seven, Notre Dame minus four, and my big easy bet of the weekend, the LSU Tigers minus 13 and a half, all one. Um Ohio State plus two and a half lost it on the end. Justin Field lost it at the end. Justin Fields, critical mistake. Really, it was probably the receiver's fault, but you just can't do that. Uh, Western Kentucky absolutely just gave the game away uh, today. Three and a half point favorites. They win by three. Their kicker makes a miraculous. Like how long was that field goal? Fifty-two yards. Fifty-two yards. How, what was the one he missed before uh, halftime? I don't. It know. was a chip shot. It was a pitching wedge shot, but, and he, he shanks it. But in this game, look. Um, 88-yard pick six by their dumbass quarterback. Western Kentucky throws a Hail Mary as time expires. It gets batted down in the end zone. As, as it turns out, Western Michigan 
had 12 people on the field. I saw that. So and it put them in field goal that range. That gave them a five-yard penalty and put them in field goal range, and they had a one on time down to kick a field goal and win by three. We were hoping it would go into overtime yep. so we Stupid could possibly assholes. win by more than three and a half. You dumb assholes. Um, uh, from last week's picks that rolled over to this week's uh, episode was Hawaii plus two for me. Uh, can't bet against those Hawaiians in Hawaii. Dude, we'll get don't in, even we, get we can me get started. into it if you want, but you can't you can't bet against the Hawaiians in Hawaii. Everybody knows that. Mississippi State minus four, y'all suck. Uh, Illinois plus six and a half, y'all also suck. So seven and eight on the weekend for me. It was looking good there. We had a a solid day on Saturday that kind of brought us back from the dead a little bit, and then today just absolutely kicked the shit out of us. So seven and eight. Brings me to 68, 51, and 1 overall, um, 14 and 12 on my big easy bets. So you had the under 53 and a half with North Carolina. That almost hit the over in the first half, if I remember correctly. That was a, there was a lot of points scored in that one. Yeah, well, Temple sucks. Second year in a <laughs> row that they allow 55 points in a bowl game. I told you I saw their secondary get torched. That's why, uh, that's why I went with North Carolina there. But, uh, you had Wake Forest as well. You also had A&M. You had Iowa minus two, um, which was a winner instead of my USC pick. You had Washington, Washington State. Washington State, terrible pick. Okay, Washington State, fundamentally on defense, the worst team I've ever seen. I told you. I know they don't have talent, but the fundamentals, the technique that they play with is absolutely horrible. They got to hire defensive coaches if they want a chance to compete in the Pac-12. You, lo- you love Washington State. Look. And another thing in this game, three for six in, in the red zone. Uh, only scored three touchdowns. Didn't get points the other three drives that they were in the red zone. I mean, some questionable things, calls and coaching, and then, of course, just coaching uh, positional players on defense is just terrible for, for yep. Washington State. Yep. Uh, you had Penn State like me, so we both had that good run um, on Saturday. Penn State, Notre Dame, LSU, Notre Dame was your big easy bet of the week. Uh, minus four, they – Smack them they silly. the hell out of them. Uh, you were on Ohio State as well. You were also on BYU in Hawaii. Can't do it. Hawaiians. Dude. <laughs> I don't understand a lot of things that happen in these games. I'm just they officiating. Did, they didn't have a goal line camera. It's rigged. They didn't have a goal line camera. I'm... I would bet anything that he he crossed. I think he probably did. And but then you... there was a strip sack <clears throat> in the first half that... um. Resulted in three points for um, Hawaii when they really got sacked and fumbled the ball. And there was other there, – uh, every um, <laughs> call went against BYU in this. Every review that – they were had three, four reviews. Every one of them went against BYU. And even ones that were close and suspect. I, ju- I just don't understand. This game was played in Hawaii. Oh, then the damn field goal. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, what happened? Freaking um, – BYU kicks a field goal and it looks oh, like it. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like right above the know, damn though. thing. I don't close. know. That, I don't know. I, I couldn't was, tell you which way that. If there that was, was in so or not. many close calls in this game that it was just frustrating. I was pissed off the entire Christmas because of this. <laughs> Christmas sucks. Old McDonald came and let him down and uh. I hate Christmas. You can't go against the Hawaiians on the homeland. The freaking referees were Hawaiian, too. I did not know that. I thought you loved the Hawaiians. He was big on them in the sense of saying that. I it, like the Hawaiian players. They're all over the place. But uh, You were the ones who said 
I'm not going to lie. Their quarterback played uh, pretty good. He played and then great they pulled in the first them. half, and then he played shitty, and then he played good at the very end. Yeah, but like, they pulled I, – I don't agree with the call to pull him. I was, when they pulled him, I was kind of happy. I'm like, okay, Hawaii's <laughs> going to throw this game away. He almost we, had 500 yards. I know. Um, yeah, he had over 300 yards passing in the first half, like three or four touchdowns, and then they pull him. <clears throat> but yeah. then they smart put him back in. But, no, nah, to me – Maybe it was just to get BYU to relax a little bit, like, oh, he's out. Yeah, I mean, and, oh shit, he's back in. So that was a loss for you. you I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> how how many points did they win by? Four, I believe. Okay, so um, yeah, BYU was driving, right? Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting thing. I'm wondering if they would have scored a touchdown, that would have put them up by six without the extra point. Do they kick the extra point and risk it being blocked in return for a two point conversion for Hawaii to tie to tie the game? I have no idea. Or do they just kneel it and win by two? Yeah, I don't know. I've seen a bunch of teams kneel it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was wondering if that would happen, but it didn't because um, BYU threw an interception on that final drive. Yes, sir. Uh, you were on Western Kentucky, just like I was, and then we were both on Mississippi State and Illinois. Um, a brutal 5-10 and 10 weekend for you, or week for you. What do you – you got anything to say for yourself? So, in first 24 games of bowl season, I am 10-4. and four. They're, I mean, 10 and 14, and there are 16 games left. I'm hoping to win them all. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, so that brings your overall record to 55, 45, and 2, which is still very good. Um, and then your over your Big Easy Bets record, 15 and 11. So that's looking good. I mean, I I feel like those are the most that's the most important record right there. If you if you're handing out locks, you got to be positive in your uh on your record for your locks. Um, so our combined record for big easy bets for college is 82 66 and 2. I mean guys that's damn good at coming off of our worst week that we've had betting college so far. I mean this is episode 20 what 22 23. It's a lot of weeks. 22. Um, so NFL will quickly roll through this. Uh I had Jets plus 1 and a half. I had Browns minus 3, that's a loss. Lions plus 12 and a half, that's a win, but they fucking blew it. Their quarterback is an idiot. Um absolutely just handed Rodgers the ball back and then then they handed Rodgers a field goal range with uh some phantom rough in the passer call or unnecessary roughness call, but whatever. Chiefs minus 9, that's a winner. Bears plus 1, winner. Bucks even spread. Jameis Winston is a goddamn moron. He threw a pick six to start his career, and he ended his rookie contract with a pick six in overtime. But he thinks uh, he's the best if he doesn't throw interceptions. He's taken taken analysis from Booger McFarlane there. If I don't throw picks, I'm good. Yeah, well, he threw over 30 this year. So yeah. No, he threw exactly, yeah, exactly 30. He's, he's the, the first quarterback in the history to throw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions in one season. Yep. So Saints minus 13, easiest win of the day. Uh, Cowboys minus 11, Raiders plus three and a half, Cardinals plus seven and a half, Eagles minus four and a half. Winners went on a great stretch right there. Colts minus three and a half. This game is annoying as shit. Um, the teams that are supposed to win just don't, don't win this year in the NFL. I don't get it. Jaguars without Leonard Fournette. They just got rid of their head coach and they're winning against the Colts who I think still had playoff hope or are they in the playoffs? No, they're not in nah. the playoffs. But I think they had playoff hope, didn't they? If the Titans were to lose, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Steelers minus two, my big easy bet of the week. The Steelers suck. Um, the Ravens sat everybody. They sat everybody, and they still won. Um, 
Texans plus three and a half. This was more of I didn't like the way the Tennessee fans were talking to us uh, when we were on the in Tennessee for the Saints game. Uh, Tennessee wins easily. Derrick Henry is a monster. Um, Seahawks plus three. Oh, God, plus three. Um, how much did how much did the Niners win by? Four or five? What was the final score? All twenty six twenty one. Twenty six twenty one. Five point win. Um. They go all the way down to the one-yard line after a miraculous fourth-down pickup from Russell Wilson to put them on the one-yard line. They run up, clock the ball, then they go get water. Pete Carroll's dicking around on the sideline, doing whatever the hell he's doing. And then they get a delay of game penalty for some unknown reason. How long do you need to talk over let's hand the ball to Marshawn? Everybody knows what where the ball's going right there. You're handing it to Marshawn Lynch. You just picked him up. You didn't pick him up for his 2.8 yards of carry. You picked him up for on the one-yard line. He's going to go cave somebody's chest in with his helmet or dive over the top like he did earlier in the game. What the fuck are you getting a delay of game penalty for? Can you Can you shed some light on the situation for me, anybody? Historically... Pete Carroll's the worst football coach in the history of football on the one-yard line. We know the infamous call in the Super Bowl. Uh, for some reason, he's second-guessing handing the ball to Marshawn Lynch on a one-yard line. I mean, how stupid can you fucking be? It's not hard. That's why I tweeted out a chimpanzee could do it. Right. You Literally, an orangutan could be on the sideline with the headset on, and he would know what to do. Hmm. That's what he would say, and he would that would mean <laughs> hand it to the big guy. Um, yeah, but uh, look, let's not um, forget about how the NFL is rigged. There was a clear and obvious pass yep. interference that was not reviewed by the booth um, after the Seahawks got the delay of game penalty, which would have given them first and goal at the one-yard line and should have. Um, I mean, it's ridiculous. But that... I don't want that to get away from the fact that Pete Carroll's a fucking idiot, dude. It would have put him at first and goal on the one-yard line where they already were, and you got to delay a game penalty. I get it. That, that's that got to be called. That's a missed call. It's bullshit. Al Riveron needs to be fired. Roger Goodell's a joke. Um, I would take a swing at both of them. I swear to God, Chris Sims could be in there too just because I don't like Chris Sims. I didn't even know. I don't even know if he said anything. Um, but you're going to wind up where you just were. W- when is the Super Bowl in New Orleans? Uh, in like a couple years from now. Yeah, I think like four years. No, twenty two, two thousand twenty two. Yeah, two years. Um, yeah. If a school bus driver runs over, uh, Roger Goodell, they need to induct him into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Just the by a school. Yeah, bus a New driver. Orleans school bus driver. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. <laughs> well. All right. Um. So all the school bus drivers out there, you you got Nick's vote if you kill Roger Goodell with a bus. Um. Marshawn Lynch could have been a bus running over people from the fucking one yard line, but I dude that made me so mad. That pissed me that pissed me off so bad. The Packers should have lost. Aaron Rodgers played like dog shit. And it's oh, look at him leading this resilient comeback. He's so good. No, fuck Aaron Rodgers, dude. I hate Aaron Rodgers so much. Aaron Rodgers is one of the most overrated quarterbacks in history. Chris Sims, stupid ass moron, rated him the best quarterback of all time. For what? For what? Can you can you answer? Can you? I can't. He's a moron. The best quarterback of all time? Chris Sim is 
Chris Sims is possibly the dumbest person with a podcast. Like, Chris Sims barely even played, and I think he got uh, CTE. Chris Sims played for the Buccaneers, and you ever they the, suck. Did you ever see the video of him uh, in the huddle? He couldn't get the play. Gruden would give him the play, and he'd go back to the huddle, and he'd fuck it up. He did it like 10 times in a row. He's like, ah, coach, I just can't get it. <laughs> like, okay. You can't even remember the remember plays, that. you jackass. Oh, my God. But you know what Chris Sims could probably do is call a, a halfback dive from the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. I hate Pete Carroll. I hate him. He's a pretty good coach, except when he needs to be a good coach. I hate Pete Carroll. Um, I don't like what Russell Wilson's doing with his hair. I think he looks like an idiot. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, I said he was washed up, and he ran for 2.8 yards a carry. He had one 15-yard run. He had half of his yards on one run. Beast Mode's not back. No. Do you disagree? You think Beast Mode's back? I mean, I guess we'll see this week. The damn undrafted rookie ran better than he did. Um, But whatever. Marshawn Lynch is a guy that throughout his career has thrived when he's getting 25 to 30 carries a game, not when he's getting 10 or 12. Yeah, well, regardless. But, yeah, no, I mean, he could have been the hero of that game if Pete Carroll didn't. He could have been the hero of the Super Bowl. That's another thing. Tom Brady fucking – how many Super Bowls has Tom Brady just been handed? More than half? At least half? Vinatieri's leg, which I get it. Hartley sent us to the Super Bowl. I get that. The tuck rule. Russell Wilson throwing it to Malcolm Butler. Like, give me a damn break, dude. I don't, it's aggravating as shit. I hate Pete Carroll. Um, like, how incompetent can you be? He's like, oh, you see him clapping over there, chewing his fucking gum on the sideline. He's like, yeah, at the time, I didn't think it was a big deal. I still liked our chances. Oh, you still liked your chances when on mm-hmm. fucking, you, you spike the ball, so you got second down, then you throw it out of bounds. You just basically throw the ball away. And then, so you've got two downs to work with when you could have had, you could have just ran it four times in a fucking row. Odds are he's going to get in on one of them, you idiot. You don't even need to spike the ball there. Just run it. Fucking annoying as shit, dude. The Saints can't catch a break ever. Um, but with that being said, Saints are the three seed, and we've got the Minnesota Vikings coming to town uh, on Sunday. Okay. Um, I picked five NFL games, went three and two. I had the Browns minus oh, right, three right, right, against yeah, yeah. the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Browns lose this game by 10, I think. Uh, Fatty Freddy Kitchens, you're out. <laughs> I mean, my God, dude. They lost to the fucking Bengals. F- Freddy, he's been spending a little bit too much time in the kitchen. And what can you say by the size of them uh, that stomach, huh? <laughs> um, then I had the Chiefs minus nine. Uh, the Chiefs were winning this game by three. The ball inside of the uh, 15-yard line with about uh, two minutes left in the game. Uh, If they got the first down, they could kneel the ball and win. But Damian Williams keeps his feet and scores a touchdown to cover the spread. That was a very And I was thankful. Um, You want to know what's wrong with ESPN is all they highlighted on that play was Tyreek Hill running fast. Behind him. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, chasing him down. Who gives a shit? That was an incredible run. And then they're like, oh, watch Tyreek Hill. Look how fast he is. Like, who gives a shit, dude? Tyreek Hill Falcons. beat his three-year-old son. I hate Tyreek um, Hill, too. This was an even spread with the uh, Buccaneers. Um, This was your big easy bet of the week. This game goes into overtime. So Vegas was just about right with uh, it being a pick em. And 
Deion Jones out of LSU cashes in with a pick six against Jameis Winston to cover the spread and win the game. Um, thankful for that. So <laughs> in the NFL, you got to be lucky. It's just how it is because it's rigged as a motherfucker. Um, and then I had the Saints minus 13. If you pick the Saints, uh, you usually have a good chance because the refs can't uh, control the outcome of the game when you absolutely smack your opponent silly like the Saints have been doing. And then I had the Seahawks, who we already talked about that. Yep. So three and two on the weekend for you, nine and six on the weekend for me. That brings me to 44, 44, and three. That brings you to 38, 35, and two. Combined record, 50, 47, and two. I told y'all we would be in the green. I made a promise. I was a little nervous, but here we are. I had, it took me picking every game the last two weeks, but by the grace of God, we're here. Um, all right, so let's talk about the Saints a little bit, I guess. Uh, Vikings are coming to town. Got the three seed, should have been the one seed. Minimally should have been the two seed. But nothing ever – the ball never bounces our way, so we got to make the ball bounce our way at this point. Um, you saw they gave Kirk Cousins the, the 12 o'clock game. Kirk Cousins can't play good on primetime, never has, never will, 0-8. Um, they gave him the noon game. Mm. Mm. Conspiracy? Doesn't matter. I think we're going to donkey kick the shit out of Kirk Cousins. Uh, I think he's going to be like, damn, why are they so – like he's he – like. There's so much underlying hate for the Vikings that he had no part of, and he's just gonna be he's gonna he's gonna pay the price. He's gonna be like, oh my god, why like why are they so pissed? Like obviously he knows, but it's like one of those situations like you're just kind of caught in the crossfire at this point. You got a prediction on the game? Um, give me a give me a score prediction and then give me a bold prediction of something that's gonna happen in the game, and then we'll do the same for you, Justin. Ooh, a bold prediction. I got one. All right, you go first. Yeah. Okay. Well, score prediction, I didn't really think too much about the score, but we'll say uh, 35-14, and my bold prediction is uh, Harris takes a punt to the house. Ooh, that's a good one. You're up. Mm, I'm going to go 38-10, to 10, the Saints win. Um, and then as my bold prediction – um. I think Marcus Williams gets gets it. revenge I in this it. game. I knew it. That's what I was gonna say. I was. I swear on my life. I was just about to say the trendy thing to say is that Marcus Williams is gonna come back, and I swear I was about to say that. Yeah, I hope he does. I mean, I don't have anything against Marcus Williams. I want to see him do good. He just sucks. So you got a score prediction, Justin, and a bold prediction. Oh, uh, my score prediction is gonna be twenty-seven ten. Okay. We win. And then bold prediction. Mm. I feel like Jared Cook's going to have two touchdowns. Two? Two. I like it. He's the X factor, dude. Yeah. He is the X factor, big time. Um, I got some inside info from uh, Nick Underhill that we are not signing Antonio Brown. So I kind of hoped we would give, the, uh, give Roger the old middle finger, but... I mean, he could be wrong, I guess, but he used to be the go-to guy for all the Saints information, and he told me personally that uh, it's not happening. So, But you never know. People have been wrong before, like that jackass who said uh, we were getting A.J. Green. Um, yeah, I think the biggest problem is is no one knows what's 
if he'll be eligible to play if he is signed. Well, they said that, yeah, the Saints were apparently trying to figure that out. But also there was the report out that the Saints asked him not to bring an entourage to the tryout, and he, he brought up an entourage. So he already didn't listen. So I'm sure Sean Payton wasn't happy about that. But, I mean, the Saints rolled over the Panthers. I think we're playing the best football right now. We're playing the most complete football uh, in all phases of the game. Deontay Harris, I think, is going to be a huge X factor in the postseason. I mean, when you're starting your drives at the 45 every time, that's pretty damn good. Um, and, I mean, every return he has, he makes something happen, but he hadn't really uh, – he's taken a few to the house. I think he had one call back this year, but he's not doing the Devin Hester treatment. Like, he's not taking six to the house or anything like that, but I think he's due for one. He's had too many good ones. I think every time he touched the ball against Tennessee, I, th- I think he had 35 return yards on average. So that's pretty damn good. Um, That's going to be a very valuable asset. And we'll see what happens, man. I'd be lying if I told you I wasn't nervous, but that's just because of everything that's happened. We should kick the shit out of the Vikings. Um, Yeah, I I hope Kirk Cousins has to come out of the game because of any number of reasons, but I hope we fuck Kirk Cousins up. Is that too much? I hope we go into Lambeau and I hope we break Aaron Rodgers' fucking leg. Is that too much? I like us being at the three seed. I like our path. You like it? I do. Do you? Yeah. It's like the hardest path in recent memory. <laughs> I mean, you got to go through a quality Vikings team. You got to go to Lambeau to play in what they're already saying is going to be like a 22-degree game. And then you got to go potentially to San Francisco. You like that? I like it. <laughs> and then pop probably going to be playing the Ravens in the Super Bowl if we get there. That could potentially be the hardest path to the Super Bowl. I mean... I think they said the last six years, or the last three years, every team, both teams, had a bye. So the last six teams in the Super Bowl all had a bye. We do not. So, I mean, um, Yeah, if the Saints win, which um, I think they are, they are going to play Green Bay. And then um, depending on who wins that Seahawks-Eagles game, uh, that's who's going to play. San Francisco. It wouldn't surprise me that if the Seahawks do win against the Eagles, that uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they beat the 49ers in San Francisco. I could see they've it. done it this yeah. year already. Uh, obviously, the first, uh, mm-hmm. the last game came down to an eighth of an inch or whatever it was. I know it was so close. Um, yeah, no, and if that and happens, then the Saints could have the NFC Championship yep. at home after all. So yep. So it might work out. At the end of the day, you got to beat the best to be the best. Um, so it'll just make the run that much sweeter. So we'll see what happens. But all right, let's move on to uh, – or do you want to talk LSU first or you want to just move on to these bowl games? Is there anything necessary to say about LSU? Yeah, we scored 63. Yeah, other than the fact that Joe Burrow's breaking records in the first half. Yeah, Joe Burrow is probably the greatest quarterback there's ever been in college football. I said that. Um. I said that like two weeks He's ago. He's the most prepared for the NFL that there's ever been. Yep. I think that he could go play right now. Tomorrow and the right now. Uh this weekend in the playoffs and lead his team to a victory. It's he, just he's there's so gonna good. take when he gets into the NFL, it's gonna take a small amount of time to um adjust to the speed. But to me, I think he's a guy that's gonna start right away. I just don't see any other way about it. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, every throw. He had one, He had his worst throw all season is when he overthrew Justin Jefferson by, like, two feet. 
not even that much. So Jefferson could have had five touchdowns in the first half. I mean, on pace, going into halftime, Joe Burrow was on pace for 800 yards and 14 touchdowns. Are you fucking kidding me? There's quarterbacks in this in this country that uh, don't get that all year, 14 touchdowns. Did y'all see that stat where he had more touchdowns this year than yeah. Matt Ryan did all year <laughs> in their home dome? Oh, no, I did not see that, actually. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's funny, though. That's No, I mean, what we're doing to these teams, what we're doing to these teams is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I just got a text message just now. Bam. Just texted at 7.57 on a uh, Monday night. We got Vikings first. No shit. You fucking moron. What does he been mean? Living under a rock. I think he's saying, "Hey, we're playing the Vikings this weekend." Oh uh, yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Bam's a moron. Um. But yeah. So there's not really much that needs to be said about LSU. They're playing in the national championship in the Superdome, and we're gonna kick the shit out of Clemson. Clemson didn't look that sharp to start the game. They made a good comeback. Nah. Eh, I mean. I'm not really worried. There's not a defense on this planet. Well, to me, Ohio State played the better game. Um, those two personal foul penalties are, is what decided this game. The targeting, to me, look, it was targeting, don't get me wrong, but uh, the rule has to be changed because there's zero responsibility on the offensive player to, uh, for his head placement and all of that. I didn't like It's It's 100% on, on the uh, defensive player and – and Trevor Lawrence was ducking down. I mean, if if the defender goes low and hits him in knees, yeah, that's a penalty. That's another personal foul. I mean, they're the hit uh, target for a defensive player on a quarterback is very small. To me, there there has to be some responsibility put on the offensive player to protect his own head. No, I yeah, I agree. I didn't like that call at all. I didn't think it should have been targeting. I saw the hit. I said, oh, shit, he just got messed up. And that yeah. resulted in seven points. Yep. Uh, that was a third down sack, which Ohio State would have got the ball with a punt. And then there was another personal foul, roughing the kicker. This was roughing the kicker um, on, a, on a punt, mm-hmm. and uh, Clemson scored another seven points. So Clemson gets 14 points off of o- Ohio State personal foul penalties, uh, this game was obviously mm-hmm. came down to the very last play, which was an interception in the end zone. Um, yeah, I think if J.K. Dobbins doesn't get injured, he finished the game, but uh, he wasn't himself in the second half. Yeah, uh, he had like a hundred fifty something yards rushing, and with a bum ankle, I mean, no, yeah, he, I mean, he was gashing him there in the first half. Um, but yeah, I. I don't think there's a defense on this planet right now in college football that can uh that can stop our offense. I really don't. Um, but all right. Well, before we move on to these bowl picks, I do want to say because I always say it at the end. I know a lot of you, uh, a lot of you people don't listen all the way to the end. Um, so go subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Leave us a review. Um, if you like what you're hearing. But yeah, go subscribe. Um. We got a lot of people who start are starting to get uh, active on Twitter. We really like that. Um, we got people all over that are listening. I'm not gonna lie; it was a little surprising. Um, but yeah, I mean, we really appreciate all the feedback. Um, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, all that. You can go find us if you don't have Apple, but if you have iTunes, go listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Um, all right, we'll move on to these bowl games. The first one, the Outback Bowl. How do you feel about Outback? 
Mm. Overrated, underrated. I don't know. Um, the bread's decent. Bread is decent. Um, the steaks not that great. Yeah, I don't really get the steak there. Yeah, no. Craw- fr- fried crawfish tail is decent. Um, yeah, I think I get like a chicken breast when I go there. Is it the uh, Alice Springs chicken? Mm-hmm. I don't know. With the with the bacon and the cheese. I haven't nope. been in so long. Oh my god! Then you don't know what you get. Well, the Alice Springs chicken is. I know LSU won won the Outback Bowl before. They did. So. Was that against Louisville? No, that was the Citrus Bowl. Um, UCF. Shit, I don't know who it was. It, it was a long UCF. time ago, and know. it was when Anthony Jennings was the quarterback for yeah. LSU. Yeah, doesn't matter. It was when it was a season Mettenberger got hurt against Arkansas in that final game, and then Anthony Jennings. Uh, came won the game for us in Arkansas and then <laughs> never lived up to the expectations. Yep. All right, so you got the number 18-ranked Minnesota Golden Gophers versus the number 12-ranked Auburn Tigers, War Eagles, whatever you want to call them. Auburn is a seven-point favorite. On the year, they are 9-3, and three, and they are 9-3 and three against the spread. Minnesota is 10-2. and two, They are 7-4-1 and one against the spread. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Go first. What you got? I like Auburn. Well, way to really just give it out to everybody <laughs> first. <laughs> what do you like about them? Um, I think they're just overall better than Minnesota. I wanted to take Minnesota plus seven, but. Did you really? Yeah, I thought about it. I thought about this game. I did not want to take Minnesota at all. I feel like you got to kind of be crazy to take Minnesota. But part of me hopes you did take Minnesota because I would love to hear why. Um, Auburn's got the best defense in the SEC, in my opinion, and I feel like Minnesota's overachieved. Uh, the first nine games of the season, they played nobodies, like literally nobodies. Um, Auburn's got a brand-new offensive coordinator in Chad Morris, Arkansas. Uh, him and Malzahn are longtime friends. I think this is going to be a good relationship for the two. I think it'll be good for Bo Nix. Um, he's already began working with the team, and he's expected to be in the press box for the game. Auburn is two and four in bowl games under Malzahn, which one of those losses were in the was in the national championship. But uh, they have three losses this year: LSU, Georgia, and Florida. All very quality teams. One of those being the best team in the country. Um, I don't think Minnesota's offensive line will be able to handle Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson, who both are going to be playing in this game. They are not sitting out for the draft, but you will be seeing them playing on Sundays. Um, in the last ten outback. Outback Bulls, the SEC is 7-3. and three. I don't think Minnesota will be able to stop the pass rush, pass rush and I think Bo Nix makes a statement and uh, carries a little momentum over into next season. I'm taking Auburn minus 7. Yeah, well, LSU beat Iowa in that Outback Bowl. I just remembered. I think I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I like Auburn as well, but I'm not going to lie, man. Looking at this game, seven points seems to be a little bit of a lot, especially with the inconsistency demonstrated by Bo Nix all season. Um, but look, uh, you got to bet on the best team, and you got to bet on the team with the best defense. Um, Auburn, very good third down defense, only allowing 30% conversions. Uh, Minnesota has a good third down offense, though, converting 50% of their third downs. So right there, it's like, well, what do you see? What do you see? One team favored? I don't know. I don't. But the big, di- uh, a big difference here is that interior pass rush. Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson are gonna be playing. Um, and then another thing is, uh, Auburn's red zone defense only allowing uh, 
touchdowns on 51% of their opponent's red zone opportunities. Um, Minnesota has problems tackling against physical football teams. Uh, Iowa ran all over them. And, um, yeah, that's why I'm going with Auburn, but I I wouldn't be lying if I – if. Uh, I would be lying if I said I didn't think about taking Minnesota in this one, but I do think that this is a smart pick because of the interior pass rush. Uh, Tanner Morgan's going to have problems getting the ball off and throwing accurately when the uh, pass rush is coming up the middle, and then their tackling has been suspect as of late against Wisconsin and uh, Iowa. Yeah, I think I think they uh, they overachieved big time this year. I think. They got. They were lucky to get the win against Penn State. They were fighting. They were scratching and clawing to hang on to that lead. I don't think they're as good as advertised. Um, and I think Auburn. Mal, they got Morris. Um, him and Malzahn. They were coaching high school together, and uh, they Morris went to Malzahn, who was one of the most highly respected high school coaches in the country at the time. And uh, they kind of formed a friendship there. He seeked out some advice. And they coached against each other in the SEC for a little while, so now they're on the same staff. I think Morris is going to be good for Bo Nix's development. And I think, I mean, they gave, they handed Bo Nix the SEC freshman of the year. It should have went to Derek Stingley, but that might have been a boost for his confidence. Um, I think he makes a statement this game to carry over some momentum in the next game. And I just, Minnesota, they're not going to be able to handle the interior pass rush like Nick said. it. Uh, this one wasn't even really too hard of a thought for me. I almost immediately picked Auburn the SEC reigns supreme and it's going to hold true again seven and three in the last 10 it's going to be eight and three yeah I think that's a good point to Chad Morris um coming in as offensive coordinator you gotta think that they're going to try to show some some things and get those fans excited for next year because the offense did underperform this year uh all they had to do was be kind of good Yep. To uh with that defense yeah. have a very good football team I mean they had a good football team but they were just a step behind being very elite and really competing for the SEC West. I mean, that uh, the loss to Georgia was close. Mm-hmm. Uh, the loss to Florida was fairly close. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Four turnovers each in that game. I know it might have ended as a double-digit loss. We only but beat them by three. They were down by four with, like, in the very last minutes of the game against Florida. Yeah, and LSU only beat Auburn by three, so. Their defense is the real deal. There's no question, so. Yeah, look for the offense to try to show show off in this game, though. That's what I felt like. Yeah, I felt like. I, yeah, I agree with you. Once they jump out to an early lead, Minnesota's going to have to pass. That pass rush is going to be able to pin their ears back. It's it's going to get ugly quick, in my opinion. Um, And, I mean, it, it's that's why they call it gambling. There's no guarantees, but this is my opinion. This is going to be my big easy bet of the week, so. We're going to move on to what you, what you don't like that one? We're I don't think roll. it's a bad I don't think it's a bad pick. We're going to move on to the VRBO Citrus Bowl. Um you got number 14 Michigan versus number 13 Alabama. Alabama is also a 7 point favorite. Um they're 10 and 2 this year, 6 and 6 against the spread. Michigan's 9 and 3, 7 and 5 against the spread. This game is going to be in Orlando, Florida. Um I haven't looked at the weather, not going to lie, so I don't know. Could be some showers. Probably not, though. Um, you can go ahead and lead this one off, Nick. I want to see who you like in this one. Um, I'm not going to have much to talk about in this one. Um, All right, great. Who's not playing for Alabama? That's a um, question I need to ask. 
they're going to be without linebacker Terrell Lewis and safety Trevon Diggs, who was known for getting absolutely torched by, I believe, Jamar yeah, Chase. <laughs> over and over again uh, by Jamar Chase. Yeah, they both declared for Are the their draft. wide receivers playing? All of them are playing. Um, yeah, I'm going with Alabama minus seven. Uh, Nick Saban's pissed off about the way their season ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, good luck, buddy. Because uh, Nick Saban's coming with the flames. These are the games that Jim Harbaugh loses. Um, uh, yeah, I once I heard that. I mean, there's just too many weapons. I know last time we saw Mac Jones, he was throwing two touchdowns to the to the wrong team. Um, but he did still throw four touchdowns in that game. They put up a lot of points. They played a very good. They put up a lot of points on a very good defense. Um, and Michigan is good. They're just. They're not going to be good enough. Alabama's pissed off, and they've got a lot of lot of their starters playing. Um, now, are, are all those receivers going to go 100%? Probably not, but in today's game, you don't have to go 100% to still shine. It's like Jerry Judy could go 80%, and he's still going to be better than your cornerback. So he's probably got the best route running in the nation. Um, yeah, I like Bama minus seven. Who you got? Uh, this is actually my big easy bet. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, I got Bama minus seven. Big easy bet, and you're you're scoffing at my Auburn. Big easy bet. I figured this was gonna be it. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. Shea Patterson's I think thrown for three hundred yards. Don't don't uh, quote me on this, but I think it's three hundred yards in the last three games. Um, at least three hundred yards, and then so he's starting to get the ball moving a little bit. Alabama's defense is shaky this year they're going to be without a starting safety and a linebacker i don't feel as good about it but i feel i do feel good about it though you know we're all in agreement consensus i mean you got a reason why you like bama or that's just it no i just feel like saban's gonna like what nick said yeah he's gonna want to end the season on a uh, good note yeah i don't know what's going on bowl games mean a lot for recruiting Oh, definitely. Michigan, especially on a New Year's Six, usually has a top recruiting class. Alabama, of course, they've been a top forever. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a good game, but uh, Alabama's going to pull away, I think. Yeah. I could see this being like a 35-10. Oh, you think it's going to get that ugly? I think it's going to be a blowout, yeah. Okay, well, that's a hardball gets fired, in my opinion, if it gets that ugly. Um, I mean, at what point do you give them the boot, like? I don't yeah. know if you would give him the boot on this game, but I know. But if not now, then when he hadn't done anything, he hadn't beaten Ohio State one time since he's been there. Yeah. I mean, ha- they haven't made the playoff once, so I don't know. I'd have got rid of him. Um, but so yeah, we're all uh, consensus there. We'll move on to the Rose Bowl. This one, this one was almost my big easy bet. Um, you got Oregon. Versus Wisconsin, Wisconsin three point favorites. Oregon's eleven and two this year, seven and six against the spread. Wisconsin is ten and three, eight and five against the spread. Who wants to lead it off? I can if nobody else wants to. Uh, um, this is my big easy bet. <laughs> is it? I already know who you're going with. Oregon plus three. Yep. Oregon's the best two loss team in the nation. Um, we saw to me hand. this reminds me a lot of the Oregon Utah game. Yep. Uh, Utah and Wisconsin are very similar teams in respect to what they do good and what they don't do good. I thought the exact Um, same thing. Oregon, to me, I don't understand why Oregon's underdogs. Uh, Justin Herbert, 
is going to go. have a good game. There we go. Uh, I expect Oregon to be able to run the football. Um, you got it right. And it's the first time all year you got it right. I don't. I just don't. I don't know if I think that Oregon's defense is good enough to contain uh, Jonathan Taylor. No, I agree. Um, but yeah, no, this is exactly what I thought. It's, this is Utah two point They got a probably the best running back in the nation. Um, Zach Moss is a very good running back as well. They're similar similar play styles. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor's better. Um, but I like Tyler Huntley more than I like Jack Cohn at quarterback. So, a uh, little give and take there. Uh, Oregon's got the best. Uh, Nope, not the best. Oregon's got the second best offensive line in the nation behind the LSU Tigers, who I don't know what the award is for the best offensive line, but they won it. Um, both teams have very good defenses. Justin Herbert needs to make a statement going in in the draft. His stock has dropped a little bit. Um, and I think Oregon's just going to go out. They're going to play hard for Mario Cristobal. There's going to be no sitting out. They love their coach. He's a high-energy high guy. Contain Jonathan Taylor and force uh, Jack Cohn to throw. He's not going to beat you through the air. Oregon plus three. I would strongly recommend a money line here at plus 125. But, uh, again, all of our picks are against the spread. So we are both on Oregon plus three. Justin, who do you like? Um, I like Oregon plus three. And I actually went and made my bets last week. And since I'm just a guest, I did take a money line. Did you? What would you yes. get? Um, I don't know. I don't have the ticket with me, but. Probably around plus one twenty five. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be the same thing if they can. It's the same thing against Utah if they can get out to a lead and force Cone to throw, they'll win easily. This one was almost my big easy bet, but I do feel good about that Auburn game. So, but again, we're all in consensus there. I mean, I feel like. I don't know. I would love to hear a conflicting. I mean, I wish every now and then we would have some opposite picks. I mean, we do here and there, but I would like to hear a uh, an argument on the Wisconsin side. I just don't see a compelling argument to not go with Oregon. You I feel know? like Herbert's going to have a big game. Yeah. No, I think he needs to. I think he definitely needs to. Still has some proving to do. So, consensus on the Rose Bowl. We'll move on to the, uh, I think it. Yeah, the final New Year's Six game of the night. This one's in New Orleans. The Sugar Bowl. You got the Georgia Bulldogs, number five ranked in the nation versus the number seven ranked Baylor uh, Golden Bears. What are they? No, they're not the go- Are they the Golden Bears or are they just the Bears? Yeah, I'm sure they're the Golden Cows Bears. The Golden or Bears. Yeah. Okay, no. yeah. They're just the Bear the Bears. So, number seven in the nation. So, I'm not going to lie. I thought about this one for a while. So, I'll let, one, I'll let you go first. Well, I went first last time. You did I'll you go really? first. All right, go ahead, Justin. Um, well, I actually took the over this game uh-huh. at 41 and a half. But if I were to pick a team, it'd be Georgia. You got any reasons why or no? SEC. I feel like that's just going <laughs> to play All the right. biggest part in it. All right, so Georgia is going to be without All-Americans J.R. Reed at safety and Andrew Thomas at uh, offensive line. They're also going to be without two other starting offensive linemen, Isaiah Wilson and Ben Cleveland, and a defensive tackle in Tyler Clark. DeAndre Swift banged up. I mean, this one's hard for me to pick. Um, Charlie Brewer's healthy. He's ready to go. Matt Rule, many thought could have been the coach of the year. He's brought Baylor out of the, uh, the dark ages. He's going to have his team fired up and ready to play. But much like uh, Justin Herbert, Fromm needs to make a statement big time. Uh, 
I do not love this pick at all, but I think Georgia's fourth ranked defense and the fourth ranked the nation defense, even with the starters sitting out, are going to be too much for uh, Baylor's offense. I'm going Georgia minus five. Okay. Um, <laughs> you all right? Uh, yeah, look, they got a lot of players out. Yep, just said it. But the depth on the defensive line is still there. Um, you look at Georgia. Um, and who 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 they beat this year? They beat uh, Florida by seven. Who, in my opinion, Florida would beat Baylor, and I think that uh, Auburn would also beat Baylor. Um, the defense, Baylor has a good defense, but there's a there's it's different in the SEC. Yeah. Um, Georgia's the last true SEC team left um, from the olden days. Uh, yeah, I like I like Georgia's. Chances to win this game by at least seven points last year. They lost the Sugar Bowl to Texas. Uh, I don't think that they're going to want to leave it up for grabs at the end with another uh, Big 12 team. I think Georgia shows some pride in this one and, and wins by more than a touchdown. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I do think Baylor's going to play tough, though. I like Matt Rule as a coach. I like uh, – I do like Charlie Brewer. They've got an explosive offense. And yeah, but there's rumors Rule could be moving on to the NFL. I did see that. And you um, got to think that that could maybe play a role in Was it for the Giants? The Giants are looking at him? Somebody is. Yeah, that'll definitely hang in the back of their yeah. minds a little bit if there if there's truth to that. And I mean, there's truth to that if the report got out. That's not just getting out uh out of thin air, but yeah, that's a good point. So I mean, I really look I think Baylor's this is offense be a good game. is not that good. I don't know. Look, Baylor's I, I like offense struggled bit. against TCU. Yeah, Georgia probably has um, the second best defense to me in the in the country, maybe third. Yeah, I don't know where. Uh, I don't know where Auburn. I will put Clemson at number one, but I think Georgia's defense is prop when when all their players are playing, it's probably better than Auburn's. Yeah. All around. That's what I was going to say. I don't know where Auburn's ranked nationally. Um, I test-wise, I kind of give them the edge, but that's also because we absolutely kicked the shit out of uh, Georgia in the SEC championship. So that's the last taste I have in my mouth of Georgia. Um, But, yeah, no, their defense is very good. Stats don't lie. So I'm rolling with the Bulldogs minus five. Looks like we're all in agreement again for the uh, Sugar Bowl. That'll close out the New Year's six, even though did we even pick six? What do we have? Is that one, two, three? No, we we picked four. Is Cincinnati playing on New Year's? No, but that was a um. Am I missing something? The Memphis game is a New Year's Six bowl, but it's already been played. Wait, what? Penn State and Memphis. That was a New Year's Six bowl, but it's already been played. There is only four on New Year's Day. How is it a New Year's Six? It just counts as one. That's dumb. That's not on New like, Year's. Like it's what. The old BCS Bowls used to be before the playoffs. I know, but why not put them on New Year's? I don't know. It's the New Year's 4. The Orange Bowl tonight may be a New Year's 6 Bowl as well. That used to be one year. Um, well, yeah, the Capital. Yeah, it was the Fiesta, the Sugar one Bowl, the Orange Bowl. Orange Bowl yeah, is tonight. Um, okay. that It's the New Year's 4 then. What are they doing? These idiots, dude. You can't let... You can't let they got Pete Carroll running the system. Hmm? It's not smart. Idiots. All right, so it's the New Year's 4. And the Cotton Bowl is a New Year's 6 Bowl as well. Yeah, well, it's not on New Year's. Um, 
So that wraps up the New Year's four. Uh, but we're going to pick up until uh, Monday, January 6th through that UL and Miami of Ohio game. And then we'll talk, we'll touch on the national championship game on the next episode. So next game, you got Boston College versus Cincinnati. I looked at, I mean, this is, I don't like this game at all. Um, Boston College's defense is terrible. I think Ritter's dual threat ability and the power running of Michael Warren the second will be too much. Um, three losses this season for Cincinnati, two back-to-back against Memphis, who have proven to be a quality team. Cincinnati's pretty good. Seven-point favorites versus Boston College. I'm taking the number 21-ranked Bearcats, minus seven. Who wants it next? Y'all don't, y'all don't when I look at seat. this one, uh, I look at it and I go, um, is this too good to be true? It's one of those games that I feel like could be a trap game. Look, Cincinnati, to me. When you say too good to be true, like you feel like the spread should uh, be. I think that it should be at least double digits um, for Cincinnati. Boston College, not good this year. Yeah, their defense is A.J. Dillon is the only good thing on their team. They're running back. Um, but Cincinnati's defense is good. And if um, Boston College is one-dimensional, good luck in this game because Desmond Ritter, very capable quarterback. Um in the in the defense to go along with that. Yeah, Cincinnati minus seven. I mean, to me, this could be another big easy bet. Yeah. Uh, you want to make it your, your first ever double no. big easy bet. <laughs> All right, who do you like, Justin? I also thought that this could be a trap game, but I do like Cincinnati. The only way that, that Cincinnati doesn't cover is if, Boston College plays their best game of the year and yeah. something that we haven't seen. Well, normally they play like we haven't seen yet. Normally that's their red bandana game, and they absolutely shit the bet on their red bandana game this year. So they come out in red bandanas, we could be in trouble. But you know the story on that? Mm-mm. Uh, the Boston College alumni um, on 9-11, he was known for wearing the red bandana. And there's like a, like a story, um, almost like a folklore story. Like they said, there was a guy in the red bandana running in and out of the World Trade Center rescuing people. So he's recognized as a hero. And uh, they honor him with the red bandana game, and that's normally when they come out absolutely fired up. And they did this year, and they got the shit kicked out of them. So just keep those bandanas at home, and we should be okay. Um, So, yeah, again, all in consensus, Cincinnati minus seven. This isn't a debate show, apparently. This is uh, we're all going to agree on the same pick. So... Next game, you got SEC versus, uh, what are they, the Big Ten, Indiana. You got Indiana versus Tennessee. Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's right. I haven't been announcing the name of the bowls. Um, What's the Cincinnati Bowl? The Ticketmaster Birmingham Bowl. That's why I didn't announce it because who cares. Um, You got Tennessee minus two. You got anything on this one? You got any, uh, or did you just pick a winner? Yeah. Really? I like uh, Tennessee minus two and a half. I like the way that Jarek Garantanamo has been playing toward mm-hmm. the end of the season. Tennessee's won how many in a row? Five at least. Yeah. Um, um, Tennessee, I picked against them a couple of times this year. UAB didn't. They wasn't get, as good as I thought they didn't were. They, get, they gave Georgia a little scare this year, right? Not, Early not in the really, game. Not really. Yeah, I mean, it was first half, though. But I mean, they, they beat they were Kentucky. Up. Yeah. Who is um, a decent team in the SEC? I mean, look, they're seven and five, and they've won at least five, and they've won five in a row. So they started off terrible, but they bounced back. Um, I I do like the way Garantano has been playing, and yeah, I think that that's going to be the difference in this one. 
I do want to say Indiana is good, though. Indiana has overachieved this year, um, or at least they've exceeded expectations. They have been a pretty damn solid team all year for what they were expected to do. Um, I mean, they lost to, what, Penn State by eight? Eight points? I mean, it's a quality team right there. Top ten. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm on. I'm on Tennessee, too. SEC reigns supreme. Go ahead and make your Tennessee pick, Justin. I'm actually on Indiana. Really? Yes. I don't I don't hate that pick. I'm not going to lie. Indiana is a good team. Do you got I, any reason why? I just – I mean, Tennessee's just been bad this year. I mean, the only thing they really have is – Did you not just hear what I said? <laughs> I mean, they did good the last five games. But, you know, yeah, they're good. seven and five. I mean, what's well, – yeah, what's five games in a row when they've only won seven? Let's go look at their last five games. You got a 28 to 10 win over Vanderbilt. You got a 24 to 20 win over Missouri. You got a 17 to 13 win over Kentucky. These are not sounding that convincing, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> you got a, you do have a 41 21 win over South Carolina, though. And I mean, hey, a win's a win at the end of the day. 30 to 7 win over UAB, who gave App State some trouble. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I would not be shocked if Indiana plays well this game. Like, I. I mean, I know it's only a two and a half point spread, so it's not like that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be a huge upset. Um, let's take a look. What's Indiana on the money line? They are plus, yeah, they're only plus one twenty. So you got more value taking Oregon on the money line. Um, but yeah, I'm on Tennessee, but I like that you're on Indiana. Switch it up a little bit, buck the system. I I just think Tennessee's gonna finish strong. Yeah, no, I think they need to. And like you said, for recruiting purposes. Um, I mean, they're an SEC school. They're one of the kind of the. One of the blue bloods. Yeah, like. we need some competition over there in the east. Yeah. Because all the good teams, most for the most part, are in the west every year. Yep. So, me and Nick are on Tennessee there. Justin is on Indiana in the Tax Layer Gator Bowl. Um. All right, so you got the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. You got Ohio versus Nevada. Ohio, eight-point favorites. Anybody got anything on this one? Anybody at all? A terrible. Bowl. Um, this bowl sucks. This bowl. Stinks. Yeah, this is the damn Idaho toilet bowl. This is where we need the Idaho potato famine bowl. We don't need <laughs> this bowl. Um, this is terrible. You got Nevada starting quarterback with ten touchdowns and seven interceptions. That's not good. That's yeah, a- both of these. Neither one of these teams are anything spectacular. Uh, you think bowlers. You got eight too many. I don't know. You got to bet three twenty on the money line um, to win a hundred on on Ohio. I mean, is uh, Burrow's dad going to be in attendance? Probably not. Because that would sway my pick in a heartbeat. Anywhere that guy goes, it turns to gold. Um, here's some a little bit of statistics. Ohio's third down offense. They've been pretty good this year. Fifty one and a half percent conversions. Their defense, uh, 40% on third down stops. Um, Nevada, third down offense, not very good, 37.8%. And their defense uh, is a little bit better, uh, doing 36%, uh, only allowing 36% conversions. Mm -hmm. So to me, uh, it's like, okay, I – this one's tough to pick for me. Yeah. I mean, I ended up going with Ohio favored by eight. Yeah, uh, I think it that's seems what I'm it's doing trending too. in that direction, certainly. Uh this spread is growing as we speak, I think. Yeah. And um yeah, I think Ohio minus eight. 
Yeah, if you don't have to bet this one, I wouldn't bet it. But, um, yeah, no, I think Ohio minus eight is the pick there. Um, I mean, they're better than Nevada in every category. They they average more yards a game. They give up less yards. Actually, no, they give up pretty much the exact same amount of yards per game. But they score more, and they get scored on less. Um, I mean, this is a real, real in-depth analysis here. These games suck. Nobody wants to watch this game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm going Ohio minus eight. Anything that uh, the Burrow family had any type of acquaintance with other than Ohio State is uh, thriving this year. Who are you going with, Justin? I'm actually going with the Wolfpack plus eight. You got any good reason why, or did you just make the decision um, right now? No, whenever I looked at this game, actually I didn't want to pick it. Can you name one player on Nevada? Charlie Strong Did you and do- the dude from Old Chance. Charlie oh. Strong, isn't that a coach for USF? That was the Texas old coach. Yeah, I think he's at yeah. USF. Black they guy. fired him from USF. The as quarterback, well. he's something strong. C strong. Charlie. <laughs> Carson. Uh, it's probably something Cameron. else. It's Carson Strong. Charlie rigged a damn bridge. <laughs> okay. And then the uh <laughs> the backup. Isn't he uh I couldn't tell last you last chance you? Couldn't tell you anything. I know he doesn't play him. at all, but Oh, uh, is that uh Malik Henry? Yeah. Yeah, that's bad if you can't even start on but the But isn't shit Nevada team. in uh or isn't Boise in Nevada? Boise is in Idaho. All right, then. What? <laughs> this game's in uh, Idaho. It's the Idaho Potato Bowl. What is he Ooh. talking about? Did he just say it's Boise in Nevada? I could have swore Boise is in Nevada. It's not. It's Boise, Idaho. Oh. But what What does that have to do with your pick? It's a little home field advantage. <laughs> Wait. But I'm still riding with the Wolfpack. Where'd you get Boise from? Because that's where it's at. It's in Idaho. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, Boise, Idaho. Oh, okay. But it's the Idaho Potato Bowl, so that should have gave it away. Know, They're going to put I'm that so in Las Vegas. Or, <laughs> that's or why I'm so But isn't Reno. Boise State in, in Nevada? No, Boise State is in Idaho. It's in Boise. Okay. They're well, going to play on the blue field, out. I'm guessing. What is he talking All my life, I swear to <laughs> God, I thought Boise State was in Nevada. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. I'm like, where where are you getting that from? Uh yeah, it might be on the blue field actually. So um well, there you go. No turning back now. You get a pick and you get a geography lesson with uh with Justin. Um All right, well me and Nick are on Ohio minus eight. Justin's on the the Wolf Pack plus eight. Sitting college basketball folks. Um Ohio's the pick here. All right, you got the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. You got Southern Miss sitting at seven and five, playing the Tulane Green Wave at six and six. Tulane came in with a lot of hype this year, and they played terrible. Um, six and six, they started out strong. It just it wasn't a good showing from them um, at all. So you actually, we we could get some inside information here on Southern Miss. You want to make a, you want to phone a friend? Nope. No. <laughs> Not going with the green wave. Are you really? We, I, I think you should. Uh, Justin's got a friend who's on the coaching staff at Southern Miss. We won't drop names just in case. Just in case. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if any affiliation can get him in trouble with a betting podcast. But um, yeah, a little insider trading. Yeah, well, is he shaving points? Is he putting something in the Gatorade on the sidelines? For all we know, who knows? Don't know. Misplace a helmet here and there. There's there's ways you could go about it. Oh shit! Was that yours? Um, yeah, I'm going with Tulane minus seven too. I mean, too much talent, uh, quality defensive line. Justin McMillan, who uh, started out great this year. I mean, fucking Tulane. Do you remember the Houston game? 
Mm-hmm. That oh God bless. And then y'all are gonna have this shitty of a year. Um, then they start out like four and They started out good. I know that. Yeah, they lost a lot of close games this year. Um, yeah, I'm going Tulane minus seven. I look for Tulane to finish seven and six with a winning record. Um, Southern Miss Conference USA. Tulane used to be in the Conference USA. However, they're an American now. Yep. Um, yeah, I I like Tulane a lot in this one. Yeah. All right. So we're all on Tulane minus seven. Um, kind of a snooze fest there, but you got to support the hometown team. Um, last bowl we're picking Monday, January sixth, the Lending Tree Bowl. You got the ULL Raging Cajuns minus fourteen point favorites versus Miami of Ohio. Um, Nick, I'll let you lead this one off because you gave a war cry of a chant for the uh, Cajun country um, when we picked them two times ago versus the first time they played App State. Um, They didn't listen to you. I don't even think anybody heard you. Um, Nobody showed up. You could have had any seat in the house for probably uh, like whatever change you had in your pocket. Um, And now they're sitting at 14-point favorites versus Miami of Ohio, who's starting quarterback, I believe, has got to be Blaine Gabbert's brother. Um, His name's Brett Gabbert. I mean, it doesn't get any closer than that. Cajun ladies and gentlemen, assume your positions <laughs> and charge. <laughs> I'm going with ULL minus 14 because you know if I don't, guess what's going to happen? They're going to cover the spread. Um, <laughs> I'm going to let you know, if UL doesn't cover here, I ain't ever going to pick them again, ever, ever, ever. All right, Justin. Um, look, UL third down offense this year, 53%. Uh, their defense, 35 I mean, uh, at this point, we can percent. throw these damn stats out the window because these stats were almost the exact same, and they got absolutely destroyed, not even destroyed. They lost by seven to App State, but they were down by look, like 20. UL is going to have to take care of the football. App State's far better than uh, my, Miami, though. Well, yeah. yeah. Miami's a team that uh, – it's not very good, but they hang around. Yeah. So you got to be worried about that. UL, though, had the capability and the talent to win this game by at least 14 points. Uh, I think I think what it's going to come down to is if UL commits to running the football and uh, not letting Lewis throw it away for him again, then uh, they're going to be able to win this game by at least 14 points. All right, Justin, who you like? This game's actually on my birthday, oh. so you know this is going to be a lock, but <laughs> I'm going with the over. Oh, my God. At 56. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not a terrible pick. I just I, I hate betting the over-under, man. I swear. I'm an I will let you know that I think um, during bowl season, the over is a much safer bet than the under. Any reason why? They're just from what I've been watching this year. Everybody gets all the gifts. Get There's just happy. a lot more games that go over, it seems, and under LSU went over 76 points. Did, did it go over? Yeah, it definitely went over. I'm sure, yeah. We had like 41 um, in the first half. Who would have thought that that was going to happen? 76 is a hard thing to go over, especially yeah. you're talking about LSU. Yeah. Um. I mean, 49 in the first half, so, yeah, I think we had 63 by ourselves. Notre Dame went under, but. The team that they played didn't come out and do anything. Yeah. Um, Temple went over. The Temple, I had the under. So, yeah, I, the under to me is not a, a a real safe safe bet. I think it goes over for the most part in bowl games. It just <clears throat> seems like the defenses don't play as hard. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we'll recap our college picks very quickly. Uh, remember, rolling over onto this week's record is going to be our Virginia plus 15, Virginia Tech minus 3, Arizona State minus 4, Navy minus 2, Wyoming minus 7, and Utah minus 7. Also on this week's picks, I have Auburn minus 7, Alabama minus 7, Oregon plus 3, Georgia minus 5, I've got Cincinnati minus 7, Tennessee minus 2.5, Ohio minus 8, Tulane minus 7, and I guess I'm going with the Raging Cajuns minus 14. You burned me this time. I'm done with you. I hope UL burns to the ground if they don't cover this spread. And I mean that with every fiber of my being. Um, You can go ahead and recap your picks real quick, Nick. I'm going with the exact same as you. All right. There you go. And he also has the exact same as me for um, the picks we went over on last week's podcast. that Except for for Texas plus seven. I was getting there. Justin, go ahead and recap your picks. All right. I got UL and Miami over. Are you going bottom up again? Yeah, I was pretty successful last time. All right, I don't think you were, but go ahead. I'm going to do UL and Miami with the over at 56, Tulane minus 7, Nevada plus 8, Indiana plus 2, Cincinnati minus 7, Georgia and Baylor over at 41.5, Oregon plus 3, Auburn minus 7, Alabama minus 7, and then I took Florida minus Fourteen and a half tonight, and I think they're up ten right now. They are up ten, and I hope it stays exactly where it is. Um, I did a little seven point teaser with quite a few teams that uh, I'm not going to include all of them, but Florida was one of them. So they got to win by eight, but we also took Virginia to cover the what do we have it at um, fifteen. So fingers crossed there. Uh, Virginia is driving though. They are all about to be on the 50-yard line. All right, so that'll wrap up the college picks. Um, it's almost over. After this, you got one more game to pick, the most important one of the year. Um, and I, I tweeted it out, but that reminds me. Uh, you remember what LSU's odds were to win the championship at start um, at the start of the year? 35? 35-1. to one. That is correct. And I sat here and I said that's absolutely crazy to me. I don't know what I don't remember what our preseason ranking was, but I think it was six because uh, I think I said basically a top five team having thirty five to one odds to win the national championship is just a little ridiculous to me. I said I feel like that's the best bet, and then lo and behold, you're one game away. So I mean, we've been handing these out. We've been handing these out all year. You got the Joe Burrow Heisman called it LSU national championship. We're in the game. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. There's more There's more than that. Uh, there's a lot of NFL futures that we gave out that have come to fruition. But, yeah, I mean, it's been a quality year all around. We had a rough week this week picking college. Uh, we're about to get back on track starting um, in about one half of football in 58 seconds when Virginia covers the spread. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to keep it rolling. We're now in the positive for NFL. And the playoffs are here. Um, we might not be where we want to be, but we're where we are. So we got to roll with it. Um, so we'll make our picks. You got four games this week for the playoffs. Starting with, I, I believe it's who it starts with, uh, the Saints. 
No, I'm sorry. Saturday, you got the Bills and Texans. Um, Texans are three point favorites. I'm going with the with the uh, Buffalo Bills here. I don't think. See I, this one. I mean, Deshaun Watson's kind of got that Russell Wilson feel to him. Like he can make a uh, make some stuff happen. What are you looking at, all wide eyed? <laughs> no, I didn't. I thought you might have said three and a half. No, three. Okay. If it was three and a half, I would. It love was it. three and a half before, but now it's three. Oh, okay. Um. But they just they don't have the defense. JJ Watt getting hurt did not help them. They don't have a uh, consistent running back. Um, the Bills' defense is very good, and Josh Allen has been pulling out some wins this year. Uh, Bills sitting at ten and six, just like the Texans. I like the Bills getting points. I know it's on the road. It's not. Uh, if this was in Buffalo, this would be a different story. Um, but the Bills are actually better on the road. What statistically wise? Uh, statistic wise, really? Yeah. So on the road this year, uh, the Bills are six and two at home. They're four and four. Uh, the Bills are one of the best teams on the road. I'm taking the Bills plus three as well. Um, <laughs> what is this? No, Justin's got a nosebleed or something. Oh I swear my. to God, this guy can't come on to the podcast. He drinks a freaking one Michelob and his nose starts bleeding. I mean, that is a that is a. A twenty-five ounce. Um, but yeah, I mean, come on, a nosebleed. Um, so where ju- was so I? Justin's taking a five. He'll Every be back time I get second. on onto something, Justin throws me off. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're talking about the Bills. The Bills marched into Dallas. Yeah, look, this Bills year six and two on the road. Um, what you said, I agree with Texas uh, Texans defense. They lack a pass rush. They traded. The JV and Clowney and JJ Watt got injured. Wait, wait, wait. They traded who? The JV and Clowney. (laughs) The JV? Stop. (laughs) Jadavian. Okay, I was about to say. Come on, man. I thought you were serious. The Javian? That's how you say it. What is that? This is the Screets, bro. The Screets. What is a The Javian? That's like a a degenerate? Yeah. (laughs) The Javian's my cousin, bro. All right. Well, anyway, the Bills. Are we are here, you in agreement here? I think if you can't get pressure on uh, Cowboy Allen, he's going to be able to make throws necessary to win the game. He'll pick them apart. Uh, the Bills' defense is very good. Yep. And, yeah, that's why I'm going with the Bills plus three in this one. All right. Uh, Justin is back. What, do you have a nosebleed? No, my nose is just running really bad. Oh, my tires. God. He didn't tires even have a nosebleed. He got out of here because he had a runny nose. Unreal. A run, from a my nose on nose. the mic. All right. Would you look at that? We'll bring a tissue box. Just look time. at it. All right. So you got the next game. You got the Tennessee Titans in Foxborough p- playing the uh, New England Patriots, who absolutely pissed away a first round bye by losing to the Dolphins. Fitz Magic came out of retirement, um, came back from the dead, and led them to a triumphant win on a last last drive to win the game versus the Patriots. So now the Patriots are playing on wild card, wild card weekend for the first time in 10 years, and you're trying to tell me that that's not the weakest division in football? You got the Patriots minus four-and-a-half-point favorites over the Titans. Um, who do you like? Um, I like the Patriots minus four-and-a-half. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. If there's a year that they're not going to do it, it's this year. They don't have... Uh, the explosive offense. They don't. They just don't have the weapons that they normally do. Not having Gronk has hurt them. They do have a very good defense, but it's looked a little shaky as of late. But I still. I mean, it, can you really go with the Titans here? The four and a half, maybe if they squeak out a three point win. 
But, yeah, I think I got to go with the Patriots, too. I don't think they're losing on wild card weekend. Um, I think we're set up for a matchup with either the Chiefs or the Ravens. Um, I don't know where they fall exactly on the seeding. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going with the Patriots minus four and a half here. What do you like? I'm going with the Patriots minus four and a half. The game's at home. The Patriots are good at home. Um, It's Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. The Titans are good, but uh, to me, they're they're a year away from a playoff win, probably. Um, and yeah, I just think that the Patriots—they're gonna win this game, but it's gonna be tough for them to win the next one. So yeah, I Patriots agree. Patriots minus four and a half. Yep. All right, so we're all uh, in agreement there. All right, that uh, so on Sunday, the most important game of the day uh, or of the weekend, um, you got the New Orleans Saints sitting at thirteen and three versus the Minnesota Vikings ten and six. This is a twelve o'clock game in the dome. Saints eight point favorites. Um, I don't love the eight, but that's just because I don't love the eight in any game. Um, I do think we're gonna kick the dog shit out of Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Um, I'll tell you what, if Stefan Diggs goes up for a jump ball, he's getting his shit cleaned out. Um, there will be no, well, uh, take, take the 15 yard penalty, take the unnecessary roughness, absolutely fuck his world up. And, uh, I don't want to see any Minnesota miracles. Um, I don't think I can mentally take it. If anything like that were to happen, I literally, I don't even think I would do this podcast again. I don't think anybody, nobody would hear from out from the outside world. You would no longer hear from me. So if you wish that to happen, bet on the Vikings. But I'm taking the Saints minus eight. Somebody step up, damn it! Who's I'm next? Gonna, I mean, that was that was deep, but I'm a I'm <laughs> go with the Saints minus eight as well. I feel like you have to. This is going to be a blowout. This uh, is yeah. This is what I was yeah. saying with Kirk Cousins. He's going to be like Jesus Christ. They uh they really hate us, and he's he's he had no part in what happened. But you're going to suffer the consequences, Kirk, you little bitch. You can't win on prime time. So they gave you a 12 o'clock game because the fucking NFL hates the Saints. But it's still not going to matter. It's not going to matter, damn it. Go ahead. Who are you um, taking? Look, before you- the season, I mean, before the seedings were set, a wise man uh, told me something. He said, no matter who the Saints are playing and no matter who the spread is, bet bet the Saints here. The Saints are at home. They're favored by eight points against a Vikings team that is, uh, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook. Well, we just watched him. Been injured, but he shit. is coming back. Dalvin's Cook. Dalvin Cook had a, a really good game uh, in his rookie year against the Saints, but then he got hurt that season. That was the first game of the year, right? Adrian Peterson game? Uh-huh. And, um, look, but the Saints, there's bad blood here. When we made our predictions, none of us predicted a single-digit win for the Saints. We all predicted. You predicted a 21-point win. I predicted 28 points. I think you predicted 10 points. No, he had 27 10. Yeah, 17. Okay, 17. Yep. Um, look, the Saints, this is my big easy bet, minus eight. It's the biggest spread in the playoffs. Uh, the Saints playing at home. Uh, I, I really like the Saints in this one. All right. I like it. Uh, that brings us to the. You made your pick. Yeah, you said Saints, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. That brings us to the last game of Wild Card Weekend. You have the Seattle Seahawks sitting at 11 and 5 going against the Philadelphia Eagles at 9 and 7. This is going to be my big easy bet of the week. Taking the Seahawks minus one and a half here. They're set for a crash course to go play uh, the Niners again for the third time this year, much like we did when we uh, beat Carolina three times in one year. 
Niners got lucky in that victory. I think Seattle comes back with a vengeance. I'm not I'm not calling a Seattle win versus the Niners by any means, but I do think they are set up for a uh, a rematch. The, the rubber match, I guess you should say. Um, I'm taking the Seahawks minus one and a half over the Eagles. I could see the Seahawks blowing uh, the Eagles out. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh, Pete Carroll's got a lot to, uh, to prove, I guess, this game. Uh, I hate Pete Carroll. I fucking hate <laughs> Pete Carroll. I really do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, I've said it all year. We've all said it all year. Russell Wilson's a gamer. He wins these games for you. Um Almost pulled it off again last night. Uh, Niners got a little help from the refs, and then they got a little help from Pete Carroll's dementia. But I'm taking Seahawks this week. Justin's on Seahawks as well. Um, Yeah, I'm taking Seahawks minus one and a half points. The Seahawks are seven and one on the road. Yeah, it's crazy to think that the Seahawks went four and four at home this year. Uh, Many people considered... Uh, Seattle to be one of the toughest places to play. Ever since the Legion of Boom broke up, it really hasn't been though. But seven and one and one on the road, that's fantastic. Um the Eagles have been playing decent as of late, but uh they're gonna they got back Jordan Howard last week, um, which is gonna add some power to their run game. Um but look, San Francisco, what makes San Francisco so good and a hard team to beat is they have speed at running back with all their running backs, Breida, Coleman, and M- Mostert, and that outside zone is a hard thing to stop because you have to play it so aggressively, but then you can't be over-aggressive to where the cutback lane is. Uh, to me, this is a sim- more simple run game to stop the Eagles, and I, I think that the Seahawks are going to win easily. Yeah, these, those dumb asshole 49ers have been getting lucky, and the luck is going to run out. I'm telling you, it's going to run out. You don't get that lucky the whole time. Trust me. It didn't happen for us. It's not going to happen for y'all. Um, so, yeah, we're all in agreement here. We're taking – or yeah, you took Bills too, right? I took Texans, actually. Oh, you did take the Texans. Yeah. Okay, me and Nick are on the Bills, um, plus three. Justin's on the Texans, minus three. We are all on the Patriots, minus four and a half. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure you took the Patriots as well. Um, we're all on the Saints, minus eight. And we're all on Seahawks, minus one and a half. Only four games this week. Wild card weekend. It's going to be a long road for the Saints to get there, but you got to beat the best to be the best. So uh, we're sitting at about an hour and 22 minutes right now. Let's get a little update on this here uh, Florida game. It's probably in halftime by now. Yep, Florida's up 10 at halftime. So, all right, let Virginia come out, score a touchdown, cut it to three. Florida, touchdown, run some time off the clock. 10-point win. That's what I said. I need Florida to win by 10. Um, well, that'll wrap up our picks for college and NFL. Um, anybody got anything they want to say before we go? Nick? Or you just want to breathe into the mic? Um, what's up? Okay. You got anything you want to say before we go, Justin? Uh, nope. All right. All closed out. Great. Nothing. Nothing at all. (laughs) okay all right well that'll do it um that'll wrap up episode 22 is it 22 or is it 23 yeah the deuce two is it you sure it might be 23 it's the deuce two Mm, i think it's 23 nah yeah it's 23 um i actually just got a 23 that uh dylan moses is coming back to bama 
Who is? Dylan Moses. The linebacker who got hurt? Yep. Yeah, who gives a Get shit? Get smacked silly. Dylan Moses has been whacking his willy. I'm surprised he's coming back. Um, yeah, he's number two linebacker. Yeah. Well, that's some big news. Um. All right. Well, that'll wrap Dylan up. Dylan Moses is a traitor. Uh, okay. <laughs> now you want to say something? Yeah, well, he brought it up. Dylan Moses is a freaking traitor. Well, who cares? We're in the national championship. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter because he's... I was I was pleased when I heard about his injury. Okay. I kind of agree. He's a damn traitor. He went to school a stone's throw away from LSU's campus, uh, was committed to LSU for the longest time, and then decommitted and switched sides. He's a damn traitor, and he got what he deserved. All right. <laughs> Okay, well, that'll wrap up episode number 22 of Big Easy Bets. Um, follow us on Twitter, at Big Easy Bets. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave five stars. Leave a review if you'd like. SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube. You can find us. We're easy to find. Um, we've been handing out winners all year. If you haven't if you haven't reaped the benefits yet, that's on you. Football season's about to come to an end, um, at least college. Got a few more weeks in the NFL, and we will be picking up strong with college basketball and whatever else we can find. XFL. And the XFL. Don't sleep on the XFL. Vince McMahon is coming with a vengeance. Um, so, yeah, that'll wrap it up, everybody. Y'all have a good one. Who dat? We play, we be us, we be special, we smell greatness, we finish strong, yes, from the top, one, two, three, four, 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 four